Hello, and welcome to the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I am your host, David Hall, and the creator of QuietAndStrong.com. This will be a weekly podcast dedicated to the understanding of the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but something to be embraced. Normally, we will air each episode on Monday mornings, so be sure to subscribe. This first episode is launching on January 2nd in conjunction with World Introvert Day. We have much to celebrate about introversion, and this will be one of the themes of this podcast. Today is an introduction and overview, and the topics we discuss, of course, we'll take a deeper dive into in future episodes. To get started, our personalities come to us quite naturally, and the key is not to change them, but to get to know ourselves and embrace those great gifts that we each have. For far too long, I tried to be something I wasn't. And now that I'm embracing my introversion and who I am, my strengths, I found much more happiness, effectiveness, and energy than ever before. And that's the key. Self-awareness. As Aristotle said, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. That is what we want, to be able to explore, getting to know ourselves, and discussing strategies and tools for happiness and success. And knowing ourselves, and not trying to be something that we're not. This show is geared towards introverts, but of course extroverts are always welcome and can benefit by coming to a better understanding of the introverts in their lives and how they can support them best. There are plenty of myths about introverts, and so part of the show today and in future episodes will be myth-busting. What introverts are and are not, and some misconceptions we're going to cover. I have thought a lot about what I want to cover. Yes, believe it or not, introverts sometimes have a lot to say. And I've thought about and reflected what we should include on this first episode. And then we'll save some for later. So why quiet and strong? It was definitely a long journey in discovering who I was and what I needed. You know, I've always wanted to know what makes other other people successful and how someone can achieve success. And when I was younger, I wondered why it was difficult for me to make conversation or approach certain situations, or maybe why it was hard to give a public speech and other things like that. So, you know, I started, I got a degree in psychology, a master's in counseling. I've read a lot of books. I've attended a lot of workshops. I've watched countless videos and I've done a lot of reflection. And again, reflection can be a superpower for, for introverts. And during this time, a key, a key point was I was in a three-day workshop. It was on strengths. I was a participant. And after uh, the workshop, which I really enjoyed, the facilitator came up to me and said, you know, thank you for participating. And then she said, you are quiet and strong. When you speak, other people listen. And that was very powerful for me. It was very encouraging, but also very enlightening. So I 
I do take time to think. And, you know, during that time, I maybe appear to be quiet. But I, I promise it's not quiet in my brain. And that's how I work. I'm thinking about things. I may not be speaking all of them, but I'm my mind's putting things together. And hopefully I'm coming up with a little bit of wisdom that I can share. And that's going to look different from how other people approach things. But she helped me to look at that this quiet was really a gift and that I was a strong person, even if I wasn't expressing all of my thoughts all of the time. So a few years after that, the website Quiet and Strong was born. And there's many blogs there about introversion. I've written one book. I'm on my second. And uh, today I'm launching this podcast. So what is an introvert? I do want to be clear that introversion does not equal shyness. An introvert or extrovert can be shy because it's really a lack of confidence. And the great news is if you are shy as an introvert or extrovert, you can get to know yourself and you can gain confidence and you can overcome that shyness if that's something that you want and need to do. Or often I hear the difference between introverts and extroverts is where they get their energy. And introverts are drained by people and need to be alone to recharge. I do think this is a major difference. We do need time to recharge. But as we go through this podcast today, you'll understand that what I'm saying is I need to recharge because I'm an introvert, but not an introvert because I need to recharge. And hopefully we can go over that difference. And I think it's an important difference. My definition of introversion is that I turn inward more often than not. Inward to my inner world of ideas. I'm a deep thinker. I have a vivid imagination. And I'm a dreamer. That's what makes me an introvert. Of course, a lot comes with turning inward and understanding is the key. Let me say this. Neither is good or bad. Everyone thinks... And everyone focuses on the outside world around them. But what's your natural preference? And the key word is natural. I want to be clear that we're not saying that introverts are defective extroverts. Introversion doesn't need fixing, but understanding. And at the same time, I'm not proposing that we need to fix any extroverts either. But understanding just needs to go all around. I also get frustrated sometimes when I hear somebody say, Oh, you just need to be pretend to be an extrovert, you know, or you you just need to um, fake it till you make it. You will never hear me give this advice. I think it's terrible advice. I want introverts to be themselves and knowing themselves, they can be strong. I also hear sometimes introverts don't like people. That's that's silly. That's ridiculous. We all need connection. Everybody. Of course, it's going to look different. An introvert may need some different amounts of connection or types of connection than the extrovert. Again, not good or bad, but it's it's just different. And I think we're learning a lot about that as we're ha we're in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, and people are being forced into different situations and really evaluating, you know, what connections they're missing or what connections they've now found. And it's it's a really good time to think and reflect about that, but. No matter what, 
almost everybody needs connection. And, you know, please, let's stop spreading that myth. So the important questions to me are, what are your strengths and what are your needs? And what about those around you? So as far as being an introvert, here's my simple definition. I do a lot of thinking. I usually think before I speak. And I do my best with a little solitude every day. Do you relate to that? Do you relate to parts of that? You know, introversion and extroversion, it's about a 50-50 split in the population. Sometimes people think, oh, no, that can't be the case. There's far more extroverts, of course, because they're better, right? And if the 50-50 surprises you, it might mean that you might not understand what introversion is. Again, it's not shyness. I've known very many outspoken introverts. And just because they're outspoken, they're still introverts. They're still deep thinkers. An epiphany I had around this was I was facilitating a strengths training for my organization. We were using, at the time it was called Strengths Quest. Now it's called Clifton Strengths. And the idea behind Clifton Strengths is you have 34 themes of talent. So 34 strengths. And the instrument gives you your top five. And the idea is you focus on your strengths. And, you know, we all have weaknesses we may have to address, but that's not where our focus should be. And that's that's the idea, that by focusing on your strengths, you could really achieve a lot more than by trying to deal with mostly with your weaknesses. That message didn't go over well for everybody. Imagine, you know, a large room of people and, you know, there's there's groups of people that have their arms crossed and that look on their face like, I don't believe what you're saying. You know, you're telling me that I'm in this box and here's what I can do. And and that really wasn't the message at all. It's really like, what um, what are your strengths and where can you really excel? So I was thinking about this over the course of a few weeks and, you know, do strengths really come to us naturally? And during this time, I, you know, was having a chat with a neighbor of mine. And we, you know, we were having small talk. And uh, small talk, that's definitely a big topic for introversion. We will definitely address that sometime in a future episode. But, you know, he asked me where I worked. And I told him. And he said, wow, that is right across the street from where I work. I was like, huh, where do you work? And he told me. And I just kind of laughed and thought, "Um, that doesn't ring a bell. And it was crazy because at the time, I'd probably been driving by his work for the past 10 years, you know. And it's a big, there's several buildings. It's a big building, lots of signs. And I didn't notice the name of his company because while I'm driving, I tend to turn inward and get lost in thought. Um, And so I didn't even notice the name of his company. And in this silly little example, it just... It showed me that the way I turn naturally inward, it's not something that I could change if I wanted to. It's something that happens for me. And, you know, that's not happening to everybody. Some some of you relate to that. Maybe some of you don't. But it's, it's, it's automatic for me. At the same time, it's a good thing. I really uh, do some great thinking while I'm driving. And I, I joke sometimes that, that my work should pay me for my commute because I'm solving a lot of problems and coming up with some good ideas 
in my in my car on the way to and from work. So very natural for me. Another uh, big epiphany I had was, you know, I as an introvert, I I overcame shyness. Um, I'm married to a fellow introvert, Carrie. And while I'm mad, I should give a big shout out to Carrie. She is my, she's my wife and my business partner. And she is the brilliant graphic designer and photographer and marketer behind Quiet and Strong. She does awesome work. And we are a lot the same and we love each other. But there are some differences. We're not exactly the same. And one of these, and I've learned a lot from seeing her as a fellow introvert, but seeing our differences too. She was never shy. That was never an issue for her that she had to overcome like I did. But at the same time, she really does need her time alone. Sometimes, you know, she's sitting at the desk right next to mine and I'm trying to talk to her and she's ignoring me and it's because she's in her zone. And, you know, sometimes she needs that time alone. A lot of times we do like to hang out with each other. You know, we love each other, but we each need our time alone. So that was another big epiphany for me. Carrie and I, we have three kids. So we're both introverts and we have one introverted child and two extroverted children. And we raised them the same, but they're definitely very unique in their gifts and talents. And, you know, the extroverts aren't the same. So have you noticed that with your children or maybe a brother or sister or other sisters that you know? We come with our personalities. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And then sometimes I hear, uh, can introverts be great speakers, great leaders, great at sales? And, you know, through this journey, I've really learned that, yes, of course they can. It's just going to look different. I often present with an extroverted colleague of mine, and we have a lot of fun. But I've noticed that the way I prepare, because preparation is very important to the introvert, is much different than hers. You know, I'll take some time, think about what I want to say, pause, let the ideas roll around in my head, then come back and think about the audience and, you know, spend some more time and really think about what I I, I want to say. So she definitely does some of that preparation, but it's not quite the same. But also she has a gift to wing the presentation, to really get up and and start speaking. And I, I don't have that same gift. But I've learned that I have a gift if I prepare. And that's important for me to know. A different extrovert I know said she doesn't like to prepare because then it seems, you know, more forced and she wants to speak from the heart. And that's awesome. You know, I'm glad that she can get up and speak from the heart. I'd like to think that mine's from the heart, but I definitely have to prepare my from the heart message. So that's another big epiphany I had. And, you know, when it comes to our our social needs, you know, one of my extroverted friends might walk into a room of 50 strangers. And they may want to meet all of them all at the same time. That's not the case for me. If I walk into a room of 50 strangers, I probably want to have some good conversations, maybe one or two really deep conversations. And it's not good or bad, but our social needs can be different and you got to get to know what you need and what, what you want. So when you know if you're an introvert or extrovert 
and your strengths and needs. You can apply this to relationships, communication, leadership, productivity, and overall success and happiness. We're all busy people. And as I was discovering that I was an introvert, I was also studying time management to try to keep up with everything that was going on in work and life. And I realized that there wasn't a lot at the time called out specifically for time management in the introvert, but yet there were some really specific introvert needs. And so my first book was Minding Your Time, Time Management, Productivity, and Success, especially for the introvert. We can definitely further cover time management and productivity in a future episode. But you can apply these things in your introverted way. As we're doing our journey of self-discovery, it's really important not to get caught up on the labels. You know, so many times I'm having a conversation with, with people, maybe after a presentation, or maybe they're reaching out to me after reading my book, or maybe a social media post or something. And they say, David, you know, I'm not sure if I'm an introvert or extrovert. I think I'm in the middle. Sometimes you'll hear that middle called ambivert, but it, it, it's, a, it's as if that's the goal. They want that label, you know, what am I? And to me, that's not that helpful. If that's all you know, if you're an introvert or extrovert and not really what that means, that doesn't help. And the goal really is help me to get to know my strengths and my needs so that I can be most successful. So there's so many great books out there. There's so many great resources you can get to know yourself better. I do recommend uh, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator or MBTI for short. It's a personality inventory. It'll tell you more about your introversion, extroversion, and also many other things. And that's the important thing. I am not saying that, you know, everybody is one way or another. I'm saying that introversion and extroversion are a key part of our personalities. But our personalities are far more complex than that. And we're complex as people. So I'll put in the show notes, there's a there's some good MBTI instruments out there. There's a paid one I'll put in there and then a couple of freed one, free ones and you can decide you know what you want to take. But beyond taking an assessment, I've come up with six different areas that you can consider and think about. So I wrote a similar article on my website. So you can check out, are you an introvert or extrovert? Six things to consider. So check that out at Quiet and Strong. This also includes a chart of the six things, so that could be helpful for you. I'll add a link to the show notes as well. So as you look at the two different choices, you can think about which you gravitate more towards. So as we've been talking about, introverts naturally spend more time in their inner world of ideas. Extroverts naturally spend more time focused on the outer world around them. And this is one of the big keys. In fact, this is what I think is the definition. And of course, we all think, we all focus on the world around us, but what is your preference? Another difference is that introverts think and then speak, and extroverts speak to think. I was at a Myers-Briggs training several years ago, and the facilitator said this, and and I was just like, wow. That really explains things for me. If you don't understand that's what's going on, that as an introvert, you are, you're physically needing to think first and speak, that really can cause a lot of issues for you. You really could be shy if you don't understand that difference. Um, 
But by understanding the difference, you know, if, if you need time to think about something, you can say so. Some in conversation, you know, maybe maybe sometimes it's I, I need a second or five seconds or a minute. Um, and I just say, hey, um, I'm thinking. Or maybe I need to say, I'll get back to you tomorrow on that. With it comes a lot of power. Also, too, I don't always need time to think. You know, sometimes if it's a topic I just am very familiar with, I thought a lot about, I might not need any time to think. And I may have very strong opinions already. And just knowing yourself, that's a big deal. And, you know, extroverts speak in order to think. It's kind of like thinking out loud. And just think about that. If you don't understand those differences and the introvert is pausing to think and the extrovert is not and speaking, there can really be a lot of communication problems. So understanding those two things, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, really, we could solve a lot of communication problems. Another key difference is introverts may prefer to communicate in writing rather than speaking. And extroverts, on the other hand, may prefer to communicate by speaking rather than writing. Maybe the introvert really wants to take some good time to compose that email and think it through. Think about that for yourself. If you're calling a company, are you likely to search their website first and then call when you get frustrated? Or maybe the extrovert might just call first. That could be a a key difference. So the energy discussion is also a very important one, as I was saying. I, uh, you know, when people say introverts are drained by people, I say, well, I think it's more, I can be drained by certain people and situations, but not always by people. Again, the myth, the myth that introverts don't like people, that's, that's kind of crazy. But certain people and situations can be draining. The other thing is sometimes things you enjoy could be draining. Like I really enjoy giving speeches like this, but after I'm done, I might need a break. And even though I'm here by by myself making this podcast, I will definitely need a break when we're done. And extroverts on the other hand are more engaged by social interaction and they may feel restless with excessive isolation. That's really apparent to me in 2020. You know, um, there's three introverts in our house, as I was saying, and two extroverts. And we're all feeling isolated at this time. For example, I really want to see my mom. I haven't seen my mom for a very long time. And so we're all feeling isolated. It's hard on all of us, but it's harder on my extroverted children, I think. They really are missing their friends. And my introverted child misses his friends too, but I think it's just a little bit different. Introverts prefer deep conversations to small talk. So introverts are drawn to their inner world of ideas and they may be thinking about the mysteries of the universe or how to solve the world's problems. And so the weather might not be that interesting to talk about. However, I've learned that I can do small talk when I want to. And sometimes it's kind of fun even. Ultimately, it's probably needed to get to those conversations that I really want to have. At the same time, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. So, honestly, sometimes I will avoid some small talk. Extroverts, on the other hand, 
typically enjoy many and most types of conversations. Another difference is introverts usually prefer a close circle of friends. They want that friend or two that really they can share everything with and they're telling everything to. Whereas extroverts may have many friends and acquaintances. I think about my own children. My introverted child has a few good friends and that works. That works for them. My extroverted children, it's sometimes it's like, okay, who are you, who are you hanging out with now? And it's hard to keep track of sometimes because they have so many different friends. So did you lean more toward the one side or the other? Again, we're not all exactly alike, but I really think understanding these key differences about yourself and that there's not good or bad, right or wrong, but how you operate and how you operate best can be key. What are your strengths? So an example of a strength of mine is I'm a strategic thinker. I like to analyze things and come up with some good ideas, some new business plans, design a new model for work and make things better, or come up with ways to to improve things at, at home. In order to do that, I do need some time. And so one of my needs is, you know, one of the best things I ever did was set aside the first 90 minutes of my workday for that time to think and prepare and plan. And so that's a need that I have. What are your strengths? You know, I know some people that are really good at building relationships, much better than me. I know some people that are creative artists. I know people that are really good at telling stories. And, you know, that's the thing. What are your strengths? Are you using those? Hopefully you're using those most of the time. So let me leave you with a final thought. Another goal I have is I really want people to stop describing activities as introverted or extroverted. I think deeply. And that's what makes me an introvert. But if I'm giving a presentation or being social or I'm at a networking event, it doesn't make me an extrovert. But it's I'm approaching these situations with my strengths and desires as an introvert. If I'm being social, I'm not being an extrovert, but I'm being a social introvert. And I think that that's a more helpful way to look at it. That how are you approaching the situation and not that you're pretending to be an extrovert, because again, I I don't think that that's going to work. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to further connecting with you. Reach out to me at quietandstrong.com. My email is david at quietandstrong.com. I'll also post social media platforms I'm on in the show notes. Send me topics or questions that we can address on the show. There's so many great things about being an introvert, and so we need those to be understood. Sometimes it'll just be me, and sometimes we'll have some great guests. There's so much great work going on in books, blogs, podcasts, videos, and we need to have these conversations. And that's where I think I've learned the most about my introversion and my strengths is through talking with other people. When you describe your strengths and needs and you talk to someone with different strengths, you realize, oh, I am different from them, and that's okay, and that's a really good thing. So if I tried to be like my extroverted friend, it wouldn't work. Get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong.